0: Hello, I'm Alan Libsey, and welcome to the CFA's UK In Conversation podcast. This is a show for investment professionals all about the issues and interests and insights in today's profession. Uh, today, we're going to be talking to Sebastian Lewis. He's the Director of European Research at Bernstein Research. And we're going to talk a little bit about workplace practices and recruitment, given what's going on in the COVID-19 crisis, and maybe you can learn something about his experiences. So Sebastian, thanks so much for joining us today. I'm just wondering, I know you've been in this particular position, not that long, a couple of years, I think. Um, what, you know, you were kind of getting your legs under the desk as it were, and your working day would have had one aspect to it up until about February, March, and then the pandemic took hold. So what would you say has changed the most?
1: Yeah, so hi, Alan, and uh, hello to all our listeners. I think the, the big thing that's changed is that, you know, work from home has become obviously standard, um, but we had the, the good fortune as a global company. We had Hong Kong. Uh, our office there was not only because of coronavirus, but of course, because of the protests. We had a lot more working from home earlier uh, in Asia. And, and as a result, uh, we learned from our colleagues there who told us some of the things that worked. Some of the things that didn't work, we widely adopted Zoom as a platform more than two years ago, uh, and so as a result, um, you know, the technology uh, to work collaboratively, uh, even if you're not in an office, uh, was quite well established. So I would say it's uh, it's a little bit abrupt. Uh, I don't think most people expected to be working out of their living rooms for for this long, certainly. But it wasn't unknown uh, to a firm like ours to have redundancy. Uh, systems and backups, um, because of course, unfortunately, almost all financial services firms have a long memory. Um, and of course, uh, many of them have senior executives who lived through 9-11. And remember, 9-11 was a physical attack in a different way, but it attacked the exchange for several days. The US stock exchanges couldn't open. And many people's, uh, I remember you know, Lehman Brothers working out of a hotel for, for months. Uh, and so a lot of firms uh, took that lesson on board. So um, I wouldn't say it's been perfect, but certainly we were somewhat prepared.
0: Hmm. At Bernstein in general, so working from home isn't a problem, but in London and Europe, it would have been a bit different. So I'm just wondering, what about the organizational challenges have you identified? I mean, that might've been a bit different. Hong Kong might have been an outlier, but you know, I, I'm guessing that your European operations are bigger on research, no?
1: Yeah, they are. And we have uh, they're a little bit more distributed. So we have you know, small representative offices in Frankfurt and and Zurich and um, and the likes of Stockholm. So we were able, and actually, again, Milan was an instructive uh, case. We have a a person in Milan who works for Bernstein and who was also very early on telling us how serious this was. Um, and and there, the, the practices are again the same: uh, safety of the employees first. Uh, we're very fortunate that we can work mostly from home, uh, and that puts us obviously at a huge advantage as we're discovering to, to all the jobs where you require to be in person, uh, right? Whether that is a coffee shop, a restaurant, anything uh, sort of with live entertainment, um, you know, ballet, dancers right through to opera singers. So there is a very different um, aspect to our jobs, which means that you can do more and more of them virtually. So uh, in that respect, it's again, quite fortunate.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and what tips do you have for those people who have to manage a team that is working remotely? I mean, are there any specific measures that Bernstein had put in place to ensure your, the business continuity? Or would you say, um, talking to your peers, that it's been, you've been doing about the same thing and experiencing the same thing?
1: I think that the, the firm, so uh, we're part of a, a bigger group called Alliance Bernstein. And I think close to 97% of our human beings around the world are working from home. Um, and we've got, you know, the systems have largely worked really, really well, which is credit to, to technology. Uh, I think we've all realized that technology is, is so much more than a support function. It's really critical to, to delivering whatever it is you work on, whether it's, a, you know, an execution for a trade or obviously a, an investment insight, which is mostly what I deal with, with the, the research analysts we have. So I would say that the, the, the main tip that we've got is we try to help people early. We shipped a lot of kit. It turns out that some of the senior people we had already had work from home set up very well. But um, we have uh, a younger cohort who uh, are uh, in need of monitors and an extra laptop, and can I buy this on Amazon? And and on the whole, people have been really sensible. They've looked to get themselves kitted out. We've got a group of people who really want to work, which is really uh, sort of gratifying to see, and they've largely overcome things the biggest physical problem that we've come across in technology has actually been people's home broadband connections. You know, largely the technology and the iPads and the, the laptops have worked. It's been uh, occasionally outages. I think uh, there was a, a Virgin outage and, and uh, Virgin media and and, know, <laughs> and, and a lot of people really, you know, yeah. that was the, that was the weak link if you like, but uh, to their credit, they, they fixed it pretty fast, but it's uh, on the whole, uh, you know, some empathy with people. I think one of the differences is we've got, you know, um, groups with young children who need to think about, you know, many of them stopped getting home care because of the, 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 the pandemic. As a result, they're on their own uh, with a spouse, uh, potentially both spouses working and trying to handle homeschooling. Um, that isn't easy. Turns out you need an extra <laughs> iPad because now my, my children are using Zoom. Um, So it's been, I think, more around the work um, than it has been the work itself.
0: Um, And the other thing I was going to ask is Bernstein has a, a, a style of hiring that is very focused on getting industry experts. I would have thought that would have really come to the fore because the average sell-side analyst may have industry experience in certain areas, say pharma or oil, but that may not be true in elsewhere, whereas Bernstein, I think that's how you recruit. So was that of um, about your analyst, did that make a difference? Were the clients asking questions about... How does an airline CFO manage his or her cash flow projections on a weekly basis? Did, did that make a difference at all?
1: Yes, I'd say there's been uh, a great deal of, of, of demand. Um, you know, I would say that the demand has been in sort of two areas. I would call it the crisis uh, stocks. And I, I would put in that group, airlines, hotels, restaurants. The larger areas. Yeah, very clearly hit areas. So we've, we're very fortunate. We have a gentleman called Daniel Ruska uh, who worked at Lufthansa and uh, he was there for many years. And so he, he has an understanding of airlines, which is, which is really quite helpful uh, for our clients and is also able to draw on his network of contacts to try and give people some perspective. And at the moment, uh, you know, the Lufthansa controversy is around what form might a government uh, stake in that airline take? And that's a very interesting uh, sort of nexus of of politics, but also the financial requirements. Uh, One of the amazing things he wrote about recently is, uh, you know, there was a no-strings-attached money given by the German government to Adidas um, and to TUI, uh, both stocks we cover, actually. uh, But it appears that there is a a bigger wrangle around Lufthansa. And so that's an interesting uh, thing that that our clients have been uh, asking about. But equally, so the crisis area is of, is of great interest. And then the other, of course, is the science. Uh, we've got a large global healthcare team, and it's a complete coincidence, but uh, Vimor Kapadia, our European pharma analyst, wrote a black book on vaccines. And cool. we hosted a, an event on vaccines in February. Um, you know, Obviously, these things take months to put together, but now, of course, that black book is in great demand. And he's followed that up with sophisticated analysis of the newer types of vaccines. Maybe you've heard of mRNA and other areas. So it's the crisis hit now. And then it's the science and trying to understand the science of progress. Vaccine obviously would be a wonderful thing if we can get one. Uh, The process, uh, the manufacturing. And then the other area where we've had some interest, we just did a call on, is the process of reopening. Why certain US states have reopened when they have? Um, is that scientifically looking sound or more risky? And then similarly, you know, we call it how hot uh, the, the pandemic is, cases per million in the last few days. And on that basis, you can see we have a fantastic chart. France looks very, very different and much less hot than the United Kingdom, for example. So I think there's been a lot of demand for that because I know you work for a respected publication, which does its own very good logarithmic scales, et cetera. But there's a need sometimes to put the information in some context um, because there is so much of it. Um, I think the Johns Hopkins website and other websites have done a fantastic job. But our investors need to think about the conclusions and the the investment implications. So that's the step that we take beyond just reporting uh, the numbers.
0: And, and tell me a little bit about what's going on on the uh, recruitment side now, because um, I guess there'll be some fears in the city now and amongst our members that uh, you know what's what's going to happen to jobs in the city. Do you do you think that analysts are are more in demand in in this virus uh, crisis, or do you think it's about the same? And we've gone through Mifid too. It's been a very difficult, wrenching experience for some of um, research houses, maybe, maybe not so much for you, I don't know. Um, what's happening right now? Do you, do, you, do you think that supply and demand are becoming imbalanced in any way?
1: I think that there is um, there is some evidence, and, and the FCA have, have commented on this, that there is perhaps less coverage in certain areas of, of, of Europe and, of course, of the UK. Um, in the, the markets certainly become more concentrated, right? I think five stocks uh, in the US, account for twenty percent of the S and P 500, which is a pretty amazing uh, statistic. Um, I think the demand for uh, you know independent, uh, you know, thoroughly researched, um, you know, investment views is always going to be there. You know, active to passive has been a bigger uh, shift in our lifetimes. Um, I would say that's really underpinned uh, a lot of the fact that the the investment world has got tougher. Uh, I think the bar for research is higher, which is as it should be. Um, however, I think um, active management, you know, is is under duress and needs to show, uh, you know, outperformance. We we think about that a lot in something we call idiosyncratic alpha, which is, you know, how much value do you really add beyond just, uh, you know, the factors that you're exposed to—value or growth or low, you know, high quality. Um, So, at the moment, I would say, uh, you know, hard for me to comment on all of the city. As you said, I've only been back in London for two years. But certainly, I I see very strong participation uh, for some of our webinars. Um, Stronger than normal, I think uh, clients are, you know, thinking very carefully. They're at home. They're thinking about their portfolios. There was a rush of activity in March and April. I think you could see that in trading volumes. People went into this crisis. You know, it's not their fault. They probably had portfolios that were a bit more pro-growth and pro-cyclical, uh, and of course, this turned uh, their positions upside down. So the demand for what we do went up significantly in in, uh, in March and April, um, and you know, some of that is uh, is cyclical, but we're confident that uh, long term, people need advice, um, and um, and research departments, you know, as you said, have been under. Some pressure on uh, on Wall Street for a while, so I don't think that's really changed.
0: So you don't you don't uh, you don't, you're, you're still looking as you were before for good people that that hasn't changed.
1: Yeah, well, actually, during the crisis, we've had well, two person two, uh, two teams uh, will join us. Uh, a gentleman joined us after many years at Vodafone to do the um, the telecom stocks. That's again how we, we like to hire. And then uh, we actually hired someone very experienced um, for the European autos uh, mm. because our own, our own analyst went to, to work for Daimler right. um, uh, to report to, to the CEO there. So um, we, we've, you know our processes were already global. If we are going to hire someone in New York, they've got to speak to some people in London or Hong Kong. Mm. If we're going to hire someone here in London, uh, they're going to speak to people in New York and Hong Kong. And by definition, putting people on a plane for two or three interviews is... Is irrational um and not to mention wasteful so we were already interviewing people on zoom uh, so actually that hasn't changed our practices uh, and we're still very much in uh, in hiring mode
0: that's great hey, listen sebastian thanks you so much for for speaking with us and uh, to our cfa uk membership um i'll just say that um thanks to all of you for uh, listening, uh, look out for our next podcast details in, in the regular CFA UK newsletter or subscribe to CFA UK SoundCloud channel. Find out more at www.cfauk.org slash podcast. Thanks very much.